Speedy McQueen took Phoenix by the hand and whisked him off into the bathroom and locked the door. Phoenix, oh, you a lot are crazy. So much drive in you. It's never enough, he said. Speedy McQueen pushes Phoenix into the onto the toilet seat to sit, and she sat on him, pulling his head into her torso, holding his head in a pseudo chokehold. Phoenix, this is what this is. Too kinky even for me, Speedy McQueen. Speedy, be still, she said, as she took a permanent marker with her right hand and scribbled something on his back in purple, blue, and violet markers. Only she could see this. Phoenix thought it was all part of the kinky play by Speedy McQueen. Done, she said. Getting off of him and planting a mouthful on him. What what's what that is? asked Phoenix. Yeah, that's pretty much it. We'll be landing in less than twenty minutes. And I know you take much longer than that. So she said while winking at him. Now Phoenix put on his shirt, noticing that he feels much better. He heard it say, I don't miss the desert, but I love them there. In a rather relaxed, merged and different manner. What did you do to me? He asked Speedy McQueen. Oh, nothing. Just made sure you'll survive Algeria, that's all. Better buckle up, she said, while buckling in. After they landed, they made their way out into the desert. They found themselves sweating profusely in their wonderful rented car. Phoenix was the one who started complaining about the back seat of the G-Wagon with Speedy McQueen by his side, Sophie on the wheel and Mary by her side. It was a beautiful scene and no person in sight but the wonder of nature to deprive such a large place of water is just incredible, thought Phoenix. On the real now, Sophie, it's a fucking G-Wagon where there is no way there is no AC in this thing. I am sorry for earlier. Just switch on the AC or on, please. Phoenix started protesting at Speedy took out wipes to wipe the sweat off, off, off him. What? Wait, what's that? Sophie pretended not to have heard what Phoenix was on about. Look. Just switch on the thing. Aren't you supposed to be using a GPS in this hot plate of a place? Asked Phoenix. I know the place. Even if you blindfold me and spin me around, I'd still find my way there. Sophie replied as she took a sharp right, sending them flying. Ah, this is so amateurish of you, Sophie. I apologized, said Phoenix. Saying what? Do you care to repeat it again, please? I might have missed 
what you said. My dearest loved Phoenix, Sophie angrily said. Oh, forget it. This will never end. You can drop me off if you like, Phoenix said. Just let her have her fun, Mary said through her golden hijab. They all had golden hijabs on to counter the heat and to blend in. Now Phoenix let it go. He sat back and embraced Speedy, who was who had long since who had long since said a word. She knew how unnecessary they can be with each other, and increasing voices increasing voices often doesn't solve anything. Like Majek, the AC was turned on by Sophie's magical hand. The temperature within the car was regulated, but no one said anything. Yet until the GPS said, 126 kilometers to destination. 126? Come on, Sophie. And you didn't say anything? Speedy McQueen protested. I don't worry, my angel. We'll get there in less than 30 minutes. Sophie assured Speedy. Phoenix was thankful that the AC for the AC and the lavender fragrance that since that since overtook the car. But he was left wondering about the desert deathworms, just how much bigger they are in the physical. If that if what he saw is anything compared to what is. He wondered whether they are anything like the Mongolian deathworms. It assured him, I'm with you. He held Speedy McQueen in his arms like a beautiful daughter he didn't have yet. <laughs> his thoughts drifted back to his Katie Elena. He thought no part of her of her would approve any of this. But he he never knew he he'd never know anything he he wasn't sure whether he would still go back there. Why are you not sleeping, sleepyhead? Sleep there with your dearest love in your arms. Mary made a joke directed at Phoenix. Hey, that's not funny. I don't enjoy leaving noisy Sophie all to you. He laughs. <laughs> but I am as surprised too that I don't, I didn't sleep yet. Normally, I'd be sleeping it off. Must be that lady of yours, Mary said. Couldn't be, or could be, she is already stepping, sleeping, he responded. Not that one. I'm talking about the lady valve cricket. You seem to be so much in love with her. I, I seen the way you look at her, she exclaimed as she busted out laughing. Oh. You mean the queen herself, Lady Valkyrie, from the Highlands. She is perfection. Can't blame her. 
for nothing at all. He defended the Lady of Cliquet as they started to slow down, approaching a huge sand and tent fortress surrounding, surrounded by trees, mostly palm trees. <clears throat> Phoenix observed a species of palm, being the Phoenix ducti ductiliferous. He had done some research on, on this wonderful fat stemmed date plants <laughs> that seem to dig down to the water table and thrive on morning dew in the harshest and driest of places on the planet. As they, as they approached the fortress, something weird happened. There was a massive static-like charge they all felt the AC and the GPS turned off for a little while. They all maintained composure. Nobody moved or in or said anything except Sophie. Relax. It's just the parameter guard of sorts. The place is hidden in a mirage. The only reason we could see it is because they were expecting us. Sophie told them as she turned as she, as she turned left into the fortress and parks packed by some luxurious cars. The place was a real oasis, a gemstone in the middle of the desert, filled with so much life. The inside of the fortress made them think that they were no longer in the desert. But in a hotel adapted from the best conditions to form this wonderful pristine paradise. Wake up, my dearest angel. We have reached heaven, Phoenix said as he woke Speedy McQueen. <laughs>